Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Greg Braden. Jack Canfield. Marianne Williamson. James Van Praag. Hi, everyone. This is Neil Donald Walsh, and I'm happy to tell you that you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Stick around. Your life could change any minute. Welcome. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM 1047, broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. Y'all know the gig, sex, relationships, dream interpretation. We talk about it all. We don't tell you what to do, and we don't tell you how to do it. And the reason for that is because it's your friggin' life. It's your choice, your responsibility, your power, your life. What we do is you are the magic, and we just help you realize it. All we ask is that you come with us on a ride. Check it out. If it works for you, groovy. If it doesn't, throw that sucker back up on the shelf. Ain't nobody worse for the wear. Walk in, not knowing, and then get to find out. And we have a very special show this evening with Scott Ware and Gina and Krista, all from Radiance Magazine. And we'll be back with more Inner Journey with Greg Friedman right after this. Helplessly hoping her hovers awaiting a word. Gasping at glimpses of gentle true spirit. Stand by the stairway 
Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM 1047. Broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. You know, every night when it gets to this part of the show, the right thing always comes up to talk about. And it seems impossible not to talk about change when I see these faces that are sitting in front of me. People talk about change and how difficult it is all the time. And I disagree with that entirely. Change is not hard. What makes change hard is the way that we grip on to what we are coming from instead of looking forward to what we're going to. In order to discover new lands, it's vital to lose sight of shore for a long, long time. And that can be a very scary proposition. No matter how barren that land was, no matter how hard that situation was, whether it was somebody being beaten, not enough to eat, or just not the right place for them, let go. There is no way that we could find out if we go into a room already knowing. There is no way that we could have if our arms are already full. So I'm asking you, as much as I'm asking me, to have the same kind of courage, the same kind of glee, the same kind of celebration of leaving because you're not so much leaving from as you are going towards. And what lies beyond that horizon, nobody knows. But that's the real joy. That's the life that we have chosen where we get to find out. And it gets discovered by how we steer, how we make choices, and how we show up in every single moment. Choose the day and choose the day's divinity. And your life will change dramatically. We're going to come back in a little bit, and we're here with Scott Ware and Gina and Krista from Radiance Magazine, and we're going to dive into a whole bunch of changes right after this.
Listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM 1047. Broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. If you have questions and you don't feel like it's appropriate for you to ask on air, feel free to email at innerjourneygregfriedman at gmail.com. If you want to find us on social media, it's Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and the website oddly enough, is gregfriedman.com. Tonight, we're here with a real special crew to me personally. Um, This magazine and these people on it have made a huge impact in the world and in my life. Um, Since I got to know Scott specifically, it has been a beautiful relationship where I get to see him develop and I get to hear his reflection of my own development. And that's something rare and precious. And Scott, thank you for that. Let's try that again. What did you say? I said, thank you for that introduction. That was wonderful. And let's talk about who you is, where you came from. 
And normally everybody knows that listens to the show that I'll ask about the catalyst that changed your lives. And I leave it up to the guest to talk about what that catalyst is. Tonight, I'm a little more greedy about it. Mm. I would like to hear about how Radiance was a catalyst for you and what you've done through having the magazine. And not only professionally, but personally. And the really the evolution of it. Not too much to ask for the first question, right? Sure, I can fit all that in. <laughs> Radiance Magazine, which, by the way, I should mention, is coming to an end. And it's one of the reasons we're here, to celebrate what has come and what is to come. Um, but Radiance Magazine, which is a, I would say, a conscious magazine, a magazine that... Uh, is delivered to all the yoga studios and health food stores and metaphysical stores between Santa Barbara and San Diego and online at radiancemm.com, which you can look at right now. Um, what happened was about, uh, I guess it's been five years. Uh, five years ago, I had a, uh, I don't know if it was a, a crisis of sorts, but I definitely had a moment where uh, I had to make a change in my life. And it was just things had come to that kind of point. And then a voice, which it only happens happened to me twice. This was one time it said, do something spiritual for a living. Now, when you say a voice, mm -hmm. people are out there going, wait, does he mean God spoke to him? It was Neil Donald Walsh's voice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he had conversations with God, so why not been be on a middleman? Yeah, it was... It, I, I can't describe it. It was a combination of hearing a voice and a feeling, and the words just came forth. So I, maybe it was my voice. Okay. And uh, I, thought, I thought to myself, okay, yes, I know I need some kind of change. Well, what can I do? That's spiritual. I'm a writer. I've written plays. They've been produced in Santa Monica and the Valley, and, and I thought I could start a magazine. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a spiritual magazine. And then I got online, just maybe I'll do a little search and see what else is out there. And I found out in South Orange County, I lived in North, there was this magazine called Radiance that it was only at about 60 or 70 locations uh, as part of a spiritual center. Uh, Danielle uh, uh, Hewitt had started this magazine and I reached out to her and I said, I would just love to be a part of this in any way. And she said, do you want it? She actually was closing her spiritual center, closing the magazine. It was just at that moment that that was happening. With, with, uh, without a beat almost, I said yes. And I knew that was going to change my life, and it did. And it did. That seems like a beginning, not an ending. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. When I said yes, I knew everything was going to change. And um, all of a sudden, I had this totally new occupation. I'd never published before, never published a magazine and here I was thrust into it. And luckily, Danielle was very uh, open about me coming to the last event she had at her spiritual center called Temple of Light. And I sat at a table with all the other vendors. I met people, started to meet the practitioners, and off I went. And as you could probably guess, you know, you need ads in a magazine. So there were, you know, so that was part of the job. And then, wow, the beginning of my spiritual journey began. Because I thought I was spiritual. I thought I was. I, I did. I thought, you know. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh sir, in your okay. face at that. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. There were just more dimensions that uh, that opened up 
uh, over time. I mean, I was uh, connected to an ashram in uh, in Orange County. There was an actual ashram run by some Mahatmas, and uh, I even you know led some yoga classes and was into meditation for about four or five years there. And then this happened in well, another five years. Um, it was just if anybody wants to be go on a spiritual adventure, start a magazine. <laughs> just get in. Find out where the, you know, there's the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, usually in many cities. Find out about them. Find out about um, lunch, lunch and lunch and, all, you know, where the practitioners gather. I learned so much just even in that first year. Mm-hmm. And it turned my life upside down in amazing ways. And it put my life on a fast track spiritually, which I wanted. and But I had to keep up, too. So before we get to you keeping up, mm. back up. When you say it changed your life in so many ways, Mm -hmm. give us one story about that, if you would. Sure. I had been working out of my home for, for, uh, I think, a couple of years, and now all of a sudden I'm thrust out into the world. I'm visiting uh, these spiritual centers, not just spiritual, but I mean um, anything holistic, anybody that realized their point of being on this planet was to be of service to others to help them in some way. There's so many ways that can manifest and look like. So I I discovered all these different devices that uh, heal us, that make us better non-invasively without surgery. Uh, Learned more about um, Eastern methods and certainly meditation, uh, channeling, angels, our contact with other beings. I love that. Tell me one. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Okay. So for a year after uh, I took over the magazine and eventually purchased it, mm-hmm. I took Danielle's own spiritual class. It was a class on spirituality. Every week for three hours on a Saturday, we would go through something. Uh, we would, uh, the animal communication one day, crystals another day. And it was wonderful and brilliant the way she did it because she would lecture for the first half and then the second half is experiential. And I remember one day with animal communication, she said, okay, we're going to go into meditation. The first meditation is going to be, you're going to communicate with an animal, you know, and that was incredible. But I'll, the, the best part of this was an animal you don't know, choose anywhere. I chose a whale, the bottom of the ocean. And there I was at the bottom of the ocean with this whale floating in the water with it and communicating and it's like I'm describing I'm feeling it now like it happened yesterday like it happened today it was so vivid and so amazing and that just opened up so many things for me so many possibilities what did it open up for you that more was possible for me than certainly what my five senses were telling me and certainly what most of the world was telling me is possible well you got to do this you got to do that and you can't do that and there's no fairies there's no aliens there's no ghosts there's no don't worry about that. That's, oh, yes, there are. I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. There's, there's actually, I learned how to believe first, and then I'd be able to see. Not Elaborate on that. Most people say, well, prove it to me first. Mm-hmm. Well, you're already in a, in a certain mindset where you, certain things have to come, it has to come a certain way, so you're already locked mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're coming from that position. But if you're open to all possibilities then you'll see more. Believe first and then you'll see. So when you say believe first, what are you asking yourself, maybe me, maybe our listeners to believe first? 
I would say first pay attention to what's happening inside of you because there's movies running inside of you that we're ignoring. There's, there's glimpses of things, there's flashes of things, there's voices, there's this, many things that we know we just think, oh, that's just, I don't know what that, let me just keep going. Hold on. There's, there's a reason why your uncle just occurred to you. Give him a call. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things which happen in meditation, which we've, everyone knows that people have experienced miracles in meditation, and they like knowing that even if they don't do it. They're like, okay, one day, that's on a shelf. I'll take it off a shelf one day, maybe. But when you do that and you start to listen and you start to pay attention, you can get led in other directions. Not by things outside of you, but why what's inside inside of you. Not what's outside, what's inside. And that is something we don't teach inside. We don't value a lot, but it is the most important thing. Is there a distinction to you between inside of you and outside of you? Yes. The reason I'm asking that is because one of the Buddhist philosophies that I really love personally is we are both a drop in the ocean mm-hmm. and the ocean itself. Mm-hmm. So to me, while we are both individuated, mm-hmm. we are also a component of. So how do you how do you address that? Well, first, even ha- being able to have this kind of conversation is a good first step to even question these things, mm-hmm. and even you know the drop in the ocean and all that. Um, I say, pay attention to what excites you. A lot of philosophers and whatnot have said, you know, your excitement is actually telling you what your passion is, what your reason for being here is. And when you follow that, that is its own answer. I can't tell anybody, just like you said at the beginning of the show, you you know, try it on. I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. But listen to the voice inside of you. Now, how do you do that? Get out into nature. Uh, definitely meditate. Give it 10 minutes, even 10 minutes a day and find out what's going on inside because that's where the real treasure is. And then I even back up and further and go, what am I doing here? What are we doing here? That's why I'm glad glad for magazines like Radiance and uh, radio shows like this that ask these questions. Two things that you talked about that are, I think are really important to go circle back to and reinforce. Mm. One is listen to that voice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, more accurately, pay attention to that voice. It doesn't mean you're a slave to it. It doesn't mean that it's an obligation. Mm-hmm. It means pay attention to it. And for me personally, and I, I'm going to ask this as well, but for me personally, when I've started to do that, it's ridiculous. I barely can make a phone call without somebody saying, oh, I was just thinking about you, or I was yep. just going to call you, or... Something about, oh, you know what? I was just looking for you, or that thing is exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. And just because I go, hey, that voice is coming up. Now, other times, I'll be a stubborn little twit, and it'll say, make a right here. I go, make a right here? F you. Right. It's like, I go, I'm going left here. I don't care what you say. And it goes, okay, there's no penalty for making a left when you hear the voice saying right. And I've made the left and have not gotten the linear 3D reward that I might have sort of expected, but that's not why I should. I was turning left. But you, sometimes I fell into that trap and go, turn left? Okay, why am I turning left? Nothing happened. And maybe nothing would have happened turning right. Sure. It's that the idea is, yes, listen, but don't necessarily feel obligated to. 
Yeah, I, just getting used to listening to it and getting used to that voice coming up, which is our inner voice, I would say our soul, our higher self. Um, just getting used to that and listening to that is, I think, key. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because it, you're gonna, you measure that up against what the outside's telling you, whether it's another person in your life, whether it's the news or whatever you listen to, whatever is outside of you that you're allowing to come inside of you and affect you and stir things up, um, you're going to find that this was the better way. And you mentioned something about everything is happening in flow. I'd, I'd say you're in a flow state. When you were following all the synchronicities, all the signs, and that's a beautiful thing. That's a, it, It's its own reason. See, but one of the things, and I love this because... Krishna Das was on the program not that mm. long ago, and he busted my booty because I was being all judgy. Mm. And think, and you said flow, and I love that word because it's a lot like being in the ocean, and that wave is going to come up, and you have an opportunity to ride that wave, to surf that wave, or to stand firm against it. And sometimes you're going to get knocked over, and that's exactly what you need. Who's to say? Which mm -hmm. is appropriate, which is inappropriate. It's just your choice. So if I move this conversation to a more expansive place, you know, further along a little bit, I would say that um, comfort is not our goal here. And if you're out for comfort in life, you're not going to expand. You're going to get in a holding pattern and nothing's going to change. No, no. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's yeah. a, Comfort is one of my big babbles. Mm. It's, I always talk about the comfort zone being a misnomer. It's not a comfort zone. It's not comfortable at all. It's a familiar zone. Yes. It's like a known level of pain and suffering. And to venture out beyond it, you don't know what lies out there. But what really F's me up about that mm -hmm. is that it's also a known level of joy and happiness. And people I have found are more terrified to expand out to more joy and happiness than they are to pain and suffering. Pain mm -hmm. and suffering for humans for some weird reason mm -hmm. I have found is easier to cope with for the most part. I see what you mean. And that's, I'm going to call it saying being in the matrix. There's, there's, a, there's a certain way of being, you, you could go your whole life and you could get the house, you could you know, take an occasional vacation, raise kids, and you get to your deathbed. So that's the thing. I'm, I, I don't want to get to my deathbed and realize these things. I want to realize them now. And those things are, oh, I should have loved more. I should have done this more. You know, the whole thing of should I have worked more hours or spent more time with loved ones? And you, you know the answer of what you realize in your deathbed. And... To do that, though, you might have to get past some of your stuff. You got stuff, and some of that stuff is programming. Well, I was told, oh, this isn't how you love. Love is, oh, my gosh, I realize I've been loving conditionally in my life. Oh, my God, I realize people had to tap dance for me to a certain extent before we I would accept tap them. Dance. Okay. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a really good place for taking a break. Sure. We're going to come back with more of Scott Ware of Radiance Magazine, also Gina, also Krista. Right after this, you are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman.
Hi, this is James Van Prague, and you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Enjoy. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM. Social media is also Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and the website's gregfriedman.com. And if you'd like to explore working with me one-on-one, I have one spot open. Email me at innerjourneygregfriedman at gmail.com, and we'll explore whether we're a good fit or not. Tonight, we are hanging out with the crew from Radiance Magazine. Scott Ware, Crystal Marie Miller, and Gina. Gina, you do it first because I don't want to mess it up. Kegel, but really, however you say it is correct. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, Scott. When last we left off, you were talking, and you and I could do this forever. If Mm -hmm. y'all haven't heard me babble with somebody else... This is what we do, Scott and I do, on air or off air, pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it gets a lot more personal sometimes with us, depending on what either or one of us is going through or both of us are going through. I would like you to introduce one of your editors, if you would, whomever you like. Absolutely. We'll start with Krista Marie Miller who is a very talented, intuitive, well, first of all, a very good person. (laughs) Good person? Yeah. I've never heard that intro in all these years, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And a very talented, intuitive channeler. Uh, She channels Mary Magdalene, Yeshua. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think there's any limits there. And very effectively has told me who some of my spirit guides are and, and has done that for many other people as well, which is a handy talent. That's pretty cool. You may ask her that. <laughs> Krista Marie. Hello, darling. Hello. I have also known you for quite some time, and this is the first time you've been on the program. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Help me understand. Radiance Magazine, how did you get involved in this whole crazy ride? Well, there's... Especially in my life, there's nowhere I go without spirit being involved. Um, I wanted to start doing this work publicly and professionally. um, This work? Intuitive channeling. And I had no idea where to go uh, or how to start. Um, I live out near Palm Springs and it's not very spiritual-esque out there. So one thing led to another and I ended up coming out here to Orange County. And uh, at uh, all of our friends, one of our friends, uh, Shaman Isabella, and at her fire ceremony. And uh, it was the first time I was actually able to publicly announce what I did. And uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, that's a perfect place to jump in. <laughs> the first time you were able to publicly announce what you did. Yeah. Why not before? Well, uh, from a young age, I started channeling at the age of seven and uh, have seen and worked with spirit my whole life. And when I started channeling at age seven, my older sister, she's 11 years older than me, told me, we do not talk about this. We do not, <laughs> we do not say anything. Uh, if you do, bad things will happen. Well, of course, um, I was a little rebellious and uh, I did start talking about it at school and got bullied really, really bad. I called devil worshiper called witch, uh, just horrible things were said and did done to me where I just learned to shut it down. Uh, well not shut, shut it down, but like not talk about it. 
So tell me, what, because the reason I'm asking you about this is because you're not alone in this. And even as much as we have gotten a lot more progressive and a lot more open here on the on the coasts, there's tons of people all over this world, all over this country, even in the city that feel like I can't be me. I can't show me. I want to know how that felt. And I want to know what you would tell others, if you don't mind. Felt very alone and isolated. Um eventually when I was in my 20s, um, I had to learn, I had to find an outlet for me to express. And that came in the way of theater because I was able to, shocking, channel different characters (laughs) and uh, embody them and express my feelings that way. And then when I, because I I was blessed enough to start college my junior year of high school. Um, So I went into independent study and started college at the same time. Um, and everybody in college loved me, loved my talents, loved what I did. They were much more loving and accepting of me. Did you forget channeling at that time? No, I've, I never forgot how to do it. I just didn't. Did you repress it? No. So how did it show up in your life in the quiet days? In the quiet days, uh, when I was seven years old, when I started channeling, it would come in as... Um, almost it kind of felt like I would have these kind of like going to sleep moments. And one day uh, I, I loved recording things. And so one day I had a recorder and I'm just like, I, I was like just recording and doing fun things. And for some reason I left the recorder on. And when I had one of my going to sleep moments, I actually was talking when I was sleeping. And it was completely different voices, um, and it freaked me out. And that was another thing that really, really scared me. But again, luckily, my sister told me, you know, this is this is normal because it kind of runs in my family. Okay. So it was not not normal in my family. It was not not normal. It, yeah. So it makes that normal. Two negatives make a positive. <laughs> okay. So did you feel, so you didn't feel like you were bad or you doing something wrong? And I was never shut down either. I was never said, no, stop doing that. It was just like, no, don't talk about it with other people. So and did that feel, was that hard or was that, what was that like? It was, it was confusing at first because... I didn't understand or realize that other people couldn't do this Um, because besides seeing spirit, I can see multiple realities, different dimensions, all this other stuff. And it was curious to me that nobody else would like when a spirit would walk in, nobody else could see it. And I'm like, it's plain as day for me. Um, So look again, my sister just really helped me understand what was going on that most people can't do this. Um, So it was, I had a very extremely lonely childhood. Um, not many friends. Um, and again, when I did try to speak out and be myself, I would get bullied for it or ridiculed for it because I don't know a life without spirit in it and without talking about spirit. It's my everything. Um, I did actually, you, you asked about shutting it down. Um, I did, I was in a marriage for 15 years where when he proposed to me, he said, all the spiritual stuff stops. This is all done. And I did shut down for 15 or good. Why'd you say yes to that? At that time, um, I was 24 years old. I was doing a lot of ghost hunting, uh, demon hunting, doing darker stuff. Um, And I want to make sure, like, there's nothing wrong with light or dark. I think it's all valuable. Um, But I was not protecting myself in the correct way that I should. 
So I was tired a lot. I was very drained a lot. Mm -hmm. And so when he told me the spiritual stuff stops, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it is a good time to step back and maybe just rest a little bit. Because I, I eventually wanted to have, you know, children and a nice house. And he was completely different than any other man I had ever dated. Um, all the other men that I had dated were like artists and, you know, actors, models, things like that. And here's an engineer. And my dad said, you want that white house, that picket fence, those two children, you're going to marry him. So I just, I was tired and I was like, you know what? I'm ready to quote unquote settle down. So I said, yes. And I shut all my gifts down. And within six months of marriage, I had gained a hundred pounds, got fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome and rheumatoid arthritis. How did you shut it down? Uh, just blocked it out. And so when spirit would come to me or I would get in the intuitive hit, I would just say, no, no. And then you're saying that if I'm understanding you correctly, that because you shut it down and it was forcing its way through, there was a battle that went on in your body. Huge battle. Uh, very, I was just re repressing everything. And plus it's natural for me to connect with spirit and I wasn't doing that. And so my energy wasn't going out anymore. It was all being built inside and I wasn't able to release it. And uh, absorb and merge with other energies because I that's how I thought shutting down was was keeping my energy inside and you go through all of this and towards the end of that marriage mm -hmm. sorry for the spoiler that's okay. <laughs> uh, towards the end of that marriage you go to a fire circle. Yes. So towards the end, uh, it was four years ago mm -hmm. um, and I it was only four years ago. Yeah. Holy schmoly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt safe and finally said, hey, I can see dead people. In fact, I can see your whole spiritual team. It was the first time publicly saying it to people that I did not know. And it was accepting and everything. And everybody wanted to ask me questions afterwards. And then finally, at the end of it, uh, this tall gentleman came up to me at the end and said, hey, I've been trying to get to you, but you've been so busy and you've been so popular. And he introduced himself as Scott Ware. And he's like, I'm the publisher of Radiance Magazine. Because <laughs> that's uh, exactly how he speaks. Yes. And then, and I told him, he's like, what do you want to do? Like, wh what is it? What, what lights you up? And I told him, I'm like, I want to, I want to reach more people. I want to do readings. And so he pulled out an issue of Radiance and he literally gave me a roadmap. He's saying, go here, meet this person, contact names, locations. It was like, it was, it was my roadmap. And I literally held onto that magazine for so long, following every single step he told me to take. And, uh, and then him and I would just start randomly showing up at the same places. And it's like, Hey, it's you again. Oh my gosh, it's you again. You know, the universe must be lining up. And shortly after that, we just became great friends. Um, and then, uh, I had a very intense dream that included uh, Magdalene and Yeshua, who a lot of people know as Jesus, but he's always been Yeshua to me. And um, I won't go all into the dream, but at the end of it, uh, Scott was in the dream with me and we were sitting on this, at this edge of the Sea of Galilee and Magdalene and Yeshua came out of the sea and Magdalene grabbed his hand and Yeshua grabbed my hand and both pulled us into the light. And, I, and when they pulled us into the light, I said, be a part of Radiance. And I, it wasn't that long after that Scott invited me to be that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to tell you this dream. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, there it is. And that kind of sealed the deal. And yeah, I came, came aboard and I, it was, it was, it was only a couple months after meeting him. So it was close to four years ago. Yeah. What made you ask her to come on? 
feeling? Can't get better than that. <laughs> we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear what happened with Gina as well. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. I think you all know this one. Rock on Satnam.
Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM 1047, broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. If you want to check us out on social media, it's Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and the website is gregfriedman.com. We are here with Krista Marie Miller, Gina Kegel, and what's your name again? That'd be Scott Ware. That would be Scott Ware. Uh, all of Radiance Magazine. And, you know, it's funny because, Scott, this is probably the first time I've heard you frame this as a celebration. Mm. And it's interesting because I can't help but make the leap to celebration of life. And there was a life here. And there were many lives that gave birth during the run that you guys had with Radiance Magazine. I would say each and every one of you, to begin with, really gave birth to yourselves on a number of different occasions. And then beyond that, there were so many people that were affected. The people that you interviewed and the people that picked up the magazine and the connections that each one of you made with even the places that were willing to have the magazines on display there. Um, to your right is... Gina Cagle, and another very fine person and also very talented in all the ways. And just listening to Krista a while ago, you can sort of, for people who haven't read Radiance Magazine, they get a sense of it from what she was saying. And you will also, when you hear Gina's Radiance origin story. <laughs> Gina, what's your story? Well, so uh, like Krista, I haven't been doing this for very long. I've actually only been uh, a healer for about three years. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a whole story. A health crisis, just like Krista, super haunted house. Loads of interesting uh, tidbits there. Oh, no, we don't do chapter titles here. <laughs> we tell stories. Okay. <laughs> well, we can come back to that for sure. Uh, so those two things, of course, catalyzed me and forced me to step into my power. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> haunted house. Haunted house. Yeah, super haunted house. Uh -huh. So, um, I mean, I could go on about that forever, but it turns out... So every house I've been in has been haunted. Okay. Uh, it turns out it's me. Oops. You're haunted? Uh, sort of. Okay. When you're a spotlight in the darkness, they come find you. Mm. And... Um, the woman who came and cleared out my house closed several vortexes, asked some uh, Native Americans to maybe walk around the house, not directly through the bedrooms, um, and helped the lady who passed away in my bedroom to cross over. Mm -hmm. um, told me that it's me, I'm a light, my children are lights, and no matter where we go, this kind of thing is going to happen. So we can run from it and hide from it and be in fear, or I can step into my power and take charge and um, that was really the, the choice. And because it, it was an act of self-love stepping into my power, but also, you know, the mama bear in me came out because it was affecting my children as well. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, then for them, it, there was really no option. I had to step into my power and um, t take charge of who I am at my core. Do you, is it okay for you to say who that woman was? Yeah, her name is Pam Pesolano. She's fabulous. Um, and she's up in Oregon or Washington now, but mm -hmm. Pamela Pesolano um, really got me started in um, learning about chakras. She was an amazing uh, uh, body worker, and she's the one who came and communicated with everybody. And so 
have you heard any of those terms before? Did you know any of this world before? Where were you in your own personal progression when Pam came into your life? Yeah, so yes and no. Um, I was, I've been on this journey since childhood. I actually created my own religion in middle school because um, I was so, I was seeking something larger. I knew there was something larger, but um, was disenchanted with organized religion. Mm -hmm. uh, and so learned about a lot of different religions and sort of took what called to me from each of those and created my own practice. And then um, in middle school turned more into towards paganism and Wicca and all of that. And there are wonderful traditions and, and practices and beliefs in that, but I also witnessed a lot of uh, ego. And, um, because that's not in other dogmas or oh, other yeah, paths? Oh, yeah, it's everywhere, okay. which is what turned me <laughs> off to those other dogmas as well. And that's not to say that it's uh, imbued with that. There's no escaping it. There is. But what I saw around me, um, uh, it fit right in with uh, a lot of other organized religion. And so it just didn't resonate with me. Um, also, I'm not much of a crafter. And if you're going to do spells, <laughs> you have to have supplies and uh, jars and oh, all the things. And so uh, I'm, I'm a little bit too lazy to be a witch. So there's a bumper sticker for you. <laughs> <laughs> too lazy to be a witch. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just knew it wasn't for me and uh, kind of moved along from all of that. And then, you know, got into young adulthood and college and all of those things and just sort of turned away from it for a long time. And the chronic fatigue immune dysfunction syndrome, just like what Krista had. Slow down and yeah. say it again. Chronic fatigue immune dysfunction syndrome is an autoimmune disease that I've had since childhood, where the primary symptom, among others, is um, exhaustion, mm -hmm. chronic crippling exhaustion, uh, always, no matter what you do. And for a lot of people who have that young, it turns into fibromyalgia as you become an adult, where the primary symptom is pain, body-wide pain. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and other things as well. And so, but I, you know, I'm a Taurus. And so I put my head down and, you know, dig my hooves in and just move forward with life and um, ignore my body, ignore myself and just keep pushing forward and doing what I have to do. Call that full of bull? Yes, it was full of bull. <laughs> yes. um, and so that got me so far, um, but only so far. And... Um, you know, over the years, I tried all kinds of Western medicine approaches, Eastern medicine approaches, um, all the things to try to address. And it felt like shooting in the dark. Maybe this will help. Maybe this supplement, maybe this herb, maybe this acupuncturist, maybe this adjustment, maybe diet eliminations, master cleanse twice, cut out dairy, gluten, alcohol, caffeine, all the things to try to figure out what it was that was going on. Mm -hmm. And none of it helped. And... Um, it got to, so it was the fibromyalgia and the migraines. I started having migraines at nine and um, they increased in frequency and severity uh, as well as I went in my late twenties, early thirties. And, um, you know, by the end I was shooting chemicals into my leg to try to make them stop and trying all the things again. And, um, you know, I had two small children at that point. And so I would end up, you know, spend a day with them out doing fun family stuff and then be in bed for the next four days, just completely drained and exhausted and in pain and uh, file for disability at one point because mm. I was also a writer. I am a writer. And at that time I was doing resumes and LinkedIn profiles and I couldn't look at a computer screen and I couldn't think of words and being on the phone with people hurt my ears hearing their voices no matter how low I turned it. 
but you know, I needed to make money and help support my family. So full of bull and pushed my way through, but there's only so far you can get with that. Um, and so finally I was so sick and in so much pain. Um, my friend, Alessandra, who is also a healer like me, uh, recommended the emotion code, which is a modality that, um, the first modality that I learned Mm -hmm. and it allows me to quickly and easily identify and release specific trapped emotional energy that is stuck in the vibrations of the atoms of the body. So all physical matter is made of atoms, all atoms vibrate, what determines the speed? Slow your roll down, girl. (laughs) Sorry, I get worked up. It's so exciting and fun. (laughs) So um, I changed, in effect, I changed the way the atoms of the body vibrate. Uh, I identify low- Your body. My my body, my client's bodies. Yes. Um, And I find low frequency vibrations that do not support the highest good in atoms that make up the physical and energetic body. And then I transmute them, change that frequency into the frequency of love, which is the highest. And that affects the, if, if we're working in the atoms of the body, that affects the physical tissues, organs, glands, whatnot in the body, as well as the chakras that are in that region and whatever else, arc field. And we can do that with emotions that are trapped from this life, but not only this lives, past lives, ancestral trauma, other dimensions, other dimensions based on this experience, other dimensions based on past life experiences. I am so, so sorry to do this to you, but believe it or not, we have went through the first hour. We need to take a short break to switch over to the hop of the hour. When we come back, I promise we're going to take your story up and run with it. Uh, Once again, I apologize. I hate for cutting anybody off, but stick around. It's a great cliffhanger, if nothing else. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and we'll be back after the top of the hour.
My name is Marianne Williamson, and you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. My name is Greg Friedman. I am a modern version of those that have existed in every culture. I am a guide. For years, I have taken people all over the world to work with indigenous elders in exotic locations, only to show you that you are the magic. And we just help you realize it. It can be terrifying to look at our fears, and sometimes even more so to look at our strengths. I take you out into the wild, into the unknown, for an inner journey. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM. 1047 broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. Social media is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and the website is gregfriedman.com. Tonight, we are hanging out with Scott Ware, Krista Marie Miller, and Gina Kegel. These guys have changed lives in ways that they'll never know. And I say that not because I want to necessarily only single out these three beautiful people that are sitting in front of me, but also to remind every single person out there listening, you too will change lives in ways that you will never, ever see and never, ever know. And how you choose to be in any given moment is going to determine who gets affected and how they get affected. Because you, every single one of you, is very, very powerful. Scott, first of all, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for the magazine. Thank you. And thank you for these two, three wonderful souls that you're surrounded by, really. So we were in the middle of a story with Gina. And we were talking about how you got to Radiance Magazine, but I didn't even let you get anywhere near that, did I? <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of buildup. So oh. uh, let's see. I was in a health crisis, effectively disabled, and uh, having an average of eight migraines a month. Ouch. Yeah. Um, spending a lot of the time in a dark bedroom while my kids, you know, went with their dad to have fun and I stayed home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my friend Alessandra recommended the emotion code to me. She was having uh, sessions done for her children mm. remotely. 
and seeing changes in them, even though they weren't taking part in the sessions, it was all being done remotely. And having a session done for herself and seeing huge transformation in herself. And so she said, you need to do emotion code. So. And when you say transformations, people out there are going to, they're going to always be those skeptical people out there go, sure, you do some mumbo jumbo and then somebody 400 miles away changes. What are you going to say to those people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I work with people now from uh, the UK to Beijing and everywhere in between. And it works. Um, some people may say it's the placebo effect. So who cares if it's changing their lives and their lives are getting better? Um, the areas of dis-ease and dysfunction are going away. Uh, cycles are changing and breaking. Who cares? Um, Although I happen to know that it's not a placebo effect because I've also worked on people who didn't know they were having the work done. Children, babies, pets, um, their owners and parents give me permission to do the work. And um, I do the work. They don't know it's being done necessarily. And they have changes um, based on what we were working on as well. Now, is there an ethical issue with that working on people that don't know they're being worked on? Yeah, absolutely. So any adult would never, 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 never even tap their energy without their permission. Very clear lines. Um, but in the same way, a parent can give permission to a doctor to have medical procedures done for their children. It's the same. Um, I draw the line around 14 with kids because um, around that age, they, they are self-aware. I feel like they should take part in the decision whether or not to um, have this kind of healing. Mm -hmm. um, and But before that, the parents can really make that decision for their children. That's the only way in which I would work on somebody without their knowing and permission. And if you were to explain to a dummy, and I'm pointing to myself, um, how this works, what would you say? I connect energetically because all energy is everywhere and atoms are everywhere always. Uh, that allows me to connect energetically with a person um, and work as their proxy through my own self. I think that's as simple as I can make it. How do you connect? Through intention, the power of intention. I take my arc field, uh, I call in their energy in front of me, I can see them in my mind's eye, I wrap them in my auric field, and we become one energetically. And then I can feel things in my body, um, have knowings, um, hear um, messages being given, see things in my mind's eye, um, often see or smell and taste um, things that are not in my physical field. And were you skeptical at first? Yeah, I actually had to come through a lot of self-doubt. Um, and those messages uh, that I was given as a child, oh, you're making it up. You have such a wonderful imagination. It's coincidence. Um, it's all in your mind. Uh, there are a lot of us out there who have had that programming and have had to work through um, believing in those programs and paradigms. And so what I do, I call now restorative ascension. It's um, based on emotion code, but it's become a lot more than that. And I call it that because we are, at our core, we all have our authentic self. And then layered on top of that is uh, trauma, programs, paradigms, trapped emotions, subconscious messaging. And all of those layers, uh, if we are to reveal our authentic selves, 
need to be cleared away, um, recognized, healed, integrated, so that the authentic self can be revealed. Um, and you can't really know yourself until you've come to terms with your programming, your traumas, and all of those layers that are um, hiding mm-hmm. your true self within. And so how much work did you do on yourself? And can you do work for yourself on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started doing work on myself. And um, actually, in the beginning, Alessandra, the woman who had recommended it to me, she was so jazzed by it, too. She wanted to learn it as well. And you can go to the emotioncode.com and and get the book. There's a book you can read. Anybody can do this on their own. Uh, The trick is really to um, learn to muscle test or use a pendulum or the sway test or whatever it is so that you can uh, find the trapped emotions yourself. That's the kind of tricky part. Um, But everything else, anybody can learn. And um, you can keep the work on the quantum realm and not deal with all of the other. Tell me about your skepticism. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So... Yeah. Well, that's what I encountered when we, when I first asked you to join Radiance, right? Oh yeah. 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 What's the catch? What's. Well, you you said not just what's the catch, but you're like, I wanted you to work with me and you had, you know, we talked about your skills and everything. And, and you said, I I just, I just got to get over that, that hump of, of the mysticism, the spirituality. Mm -hmm. And, Mm. and then I said, well, you know what? Krista, one of my editors, she'd be a great person to get a reading from. And That's right. that might just change things. Yeah. Yeah, Krista, and that did. Did it? Yes. <laughs> In short. <laughs> that was great how you painted a picture. <laughs> Eloquent, that one. It was. Um, yes. So um, let me back up a little bit. Uh, Alessandra and I started working on each other, mm. trading sessions back and forth because we were both learning and exploring and I found, even though I was focusing on my physical disease, I found my emotional and energetic areas of disease also clearing up. So I remember the day I was um, faced with something that would normally be a trigger. I had a toddler and a baby, and they were both whining, you know, because that's what they do. And whining was a huge trigger for it, just instant rage. And I would just do my best to hold it together and breathe and, and not, you know, fly off the handle because they're just little ones being little ones. Mm-hmm. And um, so one day my older son, who was probably three and a half at the time, came up and whined about something. And I just heard myself say, you know what, buddy, that tone of voice doesn't work for me. How else could you say that? And was shocked that that (laughs) came out of my mouth. And it wasn't that I was deep breathing and whatever else. I just didn't feel triggered anymore. I was just completely peaceful in my natural state. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, holy hell, this does work. And I wasn't even working on that trigger. I was working on my body pain and uh, worthlessness. Had those tons of worthlessness connected with those uh, early programming messages that I was talking about before that had to come away as well. So they did. And I'll fast forward to when Scott. No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) Skepticism. You this before Mm -hmm. we get to you that. (laughs) <laughs> well, right. So that's that's part of that story that um, answered a lot of my skepticism and other clear experiences where I knew things about strangers that I shouldn't know, um, as in I'm on the phone with a client and they're a perfect stranger to me, but I can see their grandmother 
Mm-hmm. Or I know because of what I'm feeling in my body that they have um, fear of relationships because of their early experiences with their father that taught them X, Y, and Z. Um, and so really those experiential moments help to clear the skepticism. Does that answer your question? But so what did skepticism look like for you in those days? I'm being like a dog with a bone on this mm-hmm. because there's a ton of people that start from the place of skepticism. And it's really important that to know that you don't have to go all of a sudden I believe and everything's just going to flick on like a light switch. It can, but it doesn't necessarily have to. And it's okay that you're skeptical going into whatever path you're going into. That's why I keep bringing you back to this. If you don't want to go there, that's okay. Well, you know, what's coming up when you're talking about that. For me, a big part of addressing my skepticism was the connection between skepticism and expectation. Ooh, now you're talking my language. Okay. Go for it. So... I think a lot of people think that intuition is like a lightning bolt or the inner voice is going to sound like, you know, um, what's his name? The guy who narrates all of the movies. James Earl Jones? Yeah, James Earl Jones or something. Did you think that? Yes. Okay. I thought it should be much more clear. It should be, you know, some like big push that I can't deny. And intuition really sounds, it, it, if you hear the, the inner voice, it's your voice. I call it the mind's voice. Generally, it just sounds like you, unless you're somebody like Krista, who's other voices <laughs> as well. For most of us, mm-hmm. it's just your own voice because it's your own inner guidance. Um, Scott mentioned earlier your highest self. I like to call it my divine self, my divine being, because mm-hmm. that removes um, hierarchy. But so it sounds like your own voice and it can be difficult to decipher. Is that my ego talking? Is that my fear talking? Or is that my inner guidance? Great, great questions. And I still struggle with that every single day. Right. And intuition. Do you? Um, yes, sometimes. Uh, specifically in, in specific areas of life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, intuition, especially in the beginning, um, can feel like, you know, when you're laying in bed at night and you just roll over and put your leg in a different way and then you're more comfortable. There was no logical train of thought oh, I need to turn to my left and bring my knee up and then things will be better. You just do it. That's what intuition feels like for most of the time. Um, If you are somebody who actively develops it, then it can be a lot stronger, a lot more clear, and you have more tools to pull on, but it's often that subtle. And so that going back to expectations... Most of the time, and this is something that Krista actually worked with me on. She was my medium teacher, mediumship teacher for a while. Most of her job in the beginning was not teaching me how to be a medium. It was showing me that I already am with her different exercises. And that was helping me to adjust my expectations for what it looks and feels like for me. And what was that like for you, Krista? It was a special journey because... Most of the people that come to me that want to learn intuition or mediumship or channeling, they're already doing it. And it's so it's building the self-confidence, taking away the inner critic, knowing that you are worthy enough to deliver messages from crossed over loved ones, which holds a lot of responsibility. 
So it's building them up in a way that they feel comfortable with delivering the information, with getting the information, because like Gina said, it, it, intuition can come in many different forms and understanding also I, I like helping you decipher what is higher self, what is a guide, what is an angel, understanding where that energy comes from and how it affects you in different ways. Um, so yeah, it was a real special treat to have her as my student and watch her grow and blossom into this amazing healer that she is now. One of the best healers I know, hands down. Gina, hmm. are you worthy? Absolutely. Love that answer. That's such a great answer. No hesitation, no flinch whatsoever. Hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Hmm. And it's a, I say it's a beautiful thing because I didn't say, are you worthy of A, B, C, or D? Just are you worthy? And each one of us to be able to answer in that kind of, with that kind of clarity and that kind of conviction is one of the most divine things that we can do and be. All right, let's move it forward now. You got involved with this whole Motley crew, how? Right, so I was uh, at a holistic chamber of commerce meeting in Huntington Beach mm -hmm. and uh, Scott was there. And I think it was the second time I had met you, um, a few months apart or, or even more. And um, at one point, I think at the end, he came up and said, um, I'd like to work with you. Let's talk about being involved in Radiance. Why, Scott? Well, as you can hear, she has a great presence of mind. Uh, she's very eloquent and articulate. And she just took care of business. She was the person behind the scenes taking care of things. And that would be my 3D answer, linear answer. But there was that feeling as well. And what did you say when he came up? What did you, what was your internal voice? What was your external voice? Skepticism. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I had a lot on my plate, blah, blah, blah. Do I really want to take this other thing on? How much time is it going to pull away? I have the um, pattern of being pulled into leadership positions and then ending up with 10 plates spinning in the air and no time for me. Um, and so I was... Um, focused on being judicious with my resources. Um, but we continued the conversation and um, eventually with some pushing, well, <laughs> gentle loving nudges from Scott. No pushing. You came back to me and said, weren't you, weren't we going to talk about this? Cause I, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I wasn't. And, and I said, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then we, right. yeah. And then you still said you you wanted to, but you had some skepticism and you needed to uh, get over that. And I knew that getting a reading from Krista would, would probably make a difference and take it from there. Right. And it did. The, so, you know, I've had psychic readings before and like palmistry and whatnot. And it's always, oh, you're going to travel in this coming year <laughs> and you're going to have another child and whatever. And yeah. um so the reading with Krista was actually life-changing because um, she does evidential readings. And so she was able to tell me specific things, like I said before, that I can do now too, specific things that she, there's no way she could have known that. What did she tell you? Oh, gosh. It was like three lifetimes ago. I don't remember. It was life-changing, but I don't remember. <laughs> well, do we need to hang on to the specifics or just connect <laughs> with the, the energy of the moment? Go I remember it. something like even like what you were doing that morning because I wanted to give you proof that your guides are always around. And I kind of remember saying something like, well, you do this and this in the morning and then you do that. And you're like, nobody knows that. 
<laughs> so it was, it was huh. something along those lines. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so you, you can kind of see from the value of what they're saying, why I wanted them to be a part of the magazine, because these these extrasensory things, these paranormal things, making them accessible and down to earth for people to understand and, and get that they can do this too was mm -hmm. so important. So what right. they're saying speaks for itself. Right, and I feel like too, I'm I think I present as fairly typical, like normal. <laughs> <laughs> and on that line, we'll take a short break. <laughs> You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and we'll be back right after this.
it's over, but I can't let go. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM 1047, broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. Tonight, we are hanging out with Scott Ware, Gina Kegel, and Krista Marie Miller, and they are the A-team from Radiance Magazine. All right, don't even care who answers this. What the heck is Radiance Magazine? Radiance is the largest Southern California holistic lifestyle and spiritual development magazine. That was very well done. Now tell me what Radiance Magazine is. Radiance <laughs> is a platform and an amplification of the voices of people who need to be heard. Cool. What's your perspective? It is an aspect of bringing wholeness into your being of mind, body, spirit, and soul. And did it do that for you personally? 100%. How did it do it? By allowing me to interact with amazing people who were shattered in a way where learning different techniques and different uh, avenues through this magazine where they were able to become whole people. And I've had many, many clients come through from the magazine where they're just like something drew me to it and here I am and I need your services. And be, it's like, it, it's a platform to find and allow people to bring themselves and put themselves back together. Fascinating. Scott, what's your response? My heart. Oof. I can't touch that. I, I didn't know my heart before Radiance and certainly before the, uh, how should I say, sacred union twin flame relationship I'm in, um, which came apart, came about because of Radiance. So that was part of, that was, uh, we've talked about that before, but, uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's, and it's funny talking about what it is because it, it, in a sense, it is no more because the final copy of the magazine is in my hand right now and, but it is online forevermore. And the, the work there is uh, evergreen. You can read what, what was written or channeled four or five years ago, and it's just as clear today. And it's, it's been an incredible journey. It's, it's opened me up. It's, it's been me, and then now I'm setting it down to be more of me. You know, I've had the privilege of a front row seat with you. Mm. And I've told you off air as well as on air, I have seen such a dramatic evolution in who you are as a human in the short time we've known each other mm. almost for the life of Radiance Magazine with Pretty you. Much. And one of the things that I found interesting is for all of you, it gave you the courage to let go of those things that were no longer serving, whether they were relationships or ways of approaching things or ways of thinking about things, and you were able to let go. And then Truly. you also were able to have in such a way. And I've also had a front row seat for your new relationship. And four years new. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I say new because as I sit here today and I look at, I observe the way the two of you look at one another. It is more palpable than ever before. It's more in respect, in awe, in love, in appreciation, in recognition than I've ever seen before. 
And I've seen the two of you look at each other at various places and times over the years. And what I see is a reflection of two individuals that are dedicated to themselves and therefore more available to be dedicated to one another. I couldn't have said it better. I'm going to start interviewing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it gives I, somebody like I, it, Radiance and, you know, their relationship as well. It gives you a platform of a possibility of what you could have and allows you to grow into what you want. And just because of that possibility that is there, it really helps you blossom. If someone's been reading Radiance for, for the five years or, or even less time, they will know... And if, if they stuck with it, then that means that they know uh, what we know, that um, we are all divine beings. We are here to what? Have a good time, to feel good, no, to expand, to feel more and get more. And once I decided on that journey, once I said yes to Radiance and, and I said yes to this relationship and, and everything else, I knew I was putting myself on a fast track. And a fast track is challenging. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. And and I think everyone here in this room is on that kind of fast track. And it's like, okay, you, I can I can either do what I want to do in five lives, 10 lives, 50, 100, or I can do 100 lives in this life. And I say 100 lives, what, what maybe a normal life might be. And so someone might look at my life and go, wow, you here and you went there and then you did this and this. And it's like, yes. Right. And that's what the magazine allowed me to do. Uh, Maria had um, a store called The Healing Key, a metaphysical store, which allowed her to get out there and put her flag out, and mm -hmm. that is how we met. So if I didn't have the magazine, she had The Healing Key, I don't know if we would have met. You don't know that you wouldn't either. Exactly. You're right. So it's it's been an enormous rocket ride, and now we're on a new phase. And the celebration I was talking about is... You know, at first when I was talking to you about even doing the show, I was kind of down about it, and I was down about putting the magazine down and stopping you it. You flat out said no. Yes, I know. I, I suggested <laughs> it to you, and nope, yeah. ain't going to happen. Yeah, because I wasn't feeling it. But then as as the months progressed, I got it, and I got what it is. And, yeah, it did It did have an effect. It, it did make a difference out there. But And I'm glad it did, and we're all glad it did, but we were doing it for our, for our expansion. It was, it was for us, and that's the best way. Did you really, when you said, I'm doing this magazine, I'm doing this for my own personal growth? That came with time. Because I used to think I had to do things for other people. Well, first, to get them to like me. That was way back. That was the people-pleasing part of me. Mm -hmm. um, after that, then I'm like, well, service, isn't that the highest good? I should just do that unquestioningly. And then I got to a place of, wait a minute. It's all about me. Everyone's a player in my, this is my show. So that's one of my favorite parts of Don Miguel's conversation yeah. that I had with him. Mm. Don Miguel Ruiz was on the program and he said, basically, you have to look at it this way. Everybody is just a character in the story you're writing of your own life. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at them through the prison and the prism of your trials and tribulations and triumphs and celebrations. Right. And so what you're looking at is a character that you're making up. And I, it was like a lightning bolt for me because I went, it, the liberation and understanding yes. that I'm just a cartoon to somebody else is so much like, huh. then sure. I could just be the cartoon that I am. And, and I hear you saying something similar. True. 
True. And by the way, I know we're coming to the end. I do want to mention there's an editor that's not here mm -hmm. uh, named Torin Lee, who, oh my gosh, it, you know, she, she would be just as amazed by her as you have been by Krista and Gina. Um, she's someone who is a, someone who can see around corners psychically and in a business sense. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you have a business and you're intuitive, you're a conscious business person, she will help you get to that next level. And having them as editors has been a gift, as you can, as you can imagine. And in fact, they're partners in the magazine. So, um, and then uh, the graphic designer who came aboard in the last couple of years, and her name is Yan Hughes, has just been amazing. You look at this magazine and she gives it so much, so much professionalism. And uh, it's, it's such a pleasure to read and, and even see, you know, it's a feast for the eyes. And that's been, that's been great. You can see them online at radiancemm.com. You can actually flip through the digital version of the magazine as well as clicking on any of the articles. So you and I have talked about this over the years, mm -hmm. and I've always said having this show is a phenomenal offering, mm -hmm. but, or and, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. I have some of the greatest minds, hearts, souls that are alive today on in this, this room. program. In this room, <laughs> literally. Yep. And I get to ask them anything I want. It's like my own masterclass that I get to do all the time. And you've said similar things about Radiance Magazine and the connections that it's made. Absolutely. The interviews and even also working with the practitioners has been a gift. I've, I know I, I'm not perfect, I, but I know most of the people I've worked with are better because of it. We've, we've interacted, we've talked, we've, we've strategized on how to get their Because the thing is, if, if your message is clear and it's authentic to you, it will reach the people it needs to reach. All of this being said, mm -hmm. what brought you to one of the hardest things it is for us as humans to do, Change. to decide to hang it up, to make a shift? The universe spoke, and it was speaking, and I, was, and I wasn't listening for a while, and it was just time. There, there were many factors. I mean, you could look at some business factors, the price of paper going up, gasoline, and all that, but it was, it was just time. And my life was starting to move in a different direction. And I, I thought, well, Radiance is such a magnificent magazine. I'm, I'm, how could I do better than that? And actually, it, it's not, well, better in a linear sense. That's not the conversation. The conversation is inside me and what's best for me. And uh, I've moved, we've moved out to nature. We're living in a rural lifestyle now. And we're, we don't even know all the things we're going to be doing, but it's magnificent. It's wonderful. It's incredible. Um, I wake up in nature every day and it's, it's so incredible. And we're just sh shifting into a new phase of my life. Um, all the potential just. And was it hard to make the decision? Yes. At first, at first it was. And, um, and then, uh, I just, I worked through it. I have all these wonderful people, my girlfriend Maria to, uh, you know, as my sages, in my life and um eventually yeah it just if i'm in the flow and this is the flow and it was a good five years a really good five years and i get a lot got a lot of feed, great feedback from people on on radiance and and again they can still see them but it was just time and i hope you know there's another one out there or several it was it was weird when i was the only magazine it was the only magazine out there mm -hmm. even la yoga went all of them went away and then we were out there like a beacon i think but um, I'm happy, and it's 
That's my, it. It's my journey. That's everything. Yep. What's it like for you, Krista? It's just like the end of a chapter opening into a new chapter. It's mm-hmm. There's these endless possibilities of where I can go because of this magazine, because of the platform it gave me to be able to open up and, again, even see those uh, multiple timelines that I can go into now. Hmm. And in this world, mm-hmm. on this planet, mm-hmm. where are you going now and what are you doing? Well, I am um, full-time channeling Magdalene now. She's the only one that I am working with and channeling, bringing forward her teachings and setting her story straight and removing the stigmatism of her being a prostitute and bringing forward her sacred marriage and sacred union with Yeshua and bringing forward sacred partnerships and sacred sex rituals in an honorable and uh, very positive way. Uh, And uh, I'm writing a book. Um, The book is called Magdalene, A Creatrix in Flow, a memoir. So it is part of my life story, uh, working with Magdalene and bringing forward her a teaching and then how it interplayed in my life. And Gina is my ghostwriter for that one. And we're bringing that forward, coming out probably early next spring. Um, I am traveling. I'm going to Southern France, walking in Magdalene's footsteps and researching, researching, researching. So, And just because I'm nosy, mm-hmm. why do you always refer to her by Magdalene? Uh, that is her title. So Magdalene's actually a title that is given to uh, women that are seekers. And Magdalene, Magdala, she, uh, Magdala means the tower. She was the tower. She was the apostle to the apostles. Uh, she was... Yeshua's partner in all aspects. And in some ways, especially when I was in France this last time, I started getting the inkling of maybe, and I'm a huge believer, take what you want and leave the rest. But maybe she was the beacon of light and he actually sacrificed his life for her so she could move forward with the teachings. And that she was the one carrying the force of Christian Christianity. Ooh, baby, do I love it when people stir stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also in Southern France, I finally learned the connection of Egyptian. Um, she was a priestess of Isis, and there's a confirmation with that there. Um, she was a death doula. She was a nointress. And she was just so many of these things that people just don't know about here in the States. And you're going to see a lot of that in Southern Italy as well. Oh, I know. I, n- I need to get to Spain and Italy. Those are the next two places and Egypt. Um, the next three places I'm going to be going over the next year. So I'm traveling and researching and learning and um, really diving in, especially to sacred partnerships. I'm really diving in. Nice. Gina, what's up for you? Well, you're a the- ghost, I hear. I'm a ghost? <laughs> ghost writer. Ghost writer. Ghost writer. I'm a sacred scribe. Sacred scribe. For Miss Krista um, at this time. Um, y- you know, reflecting on radiance and what it's meant in my experience um, for the past, I don't know, two years? How long? I don't know how long I've been with radiance. About that. About that. I've read every single article. I've edited most of them and loaded all of them onto the website. Well, I'm of- sorry for the articles I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were, they were awesome. lovely. Of course <laughs> yeah. they were. Um, yours in, in particular are powerful. Oh my gosh. Life changing. So, um, <laughs> uh, so having read every single article, that alone 
has given me so much and broadened my um, horizons and, and opened my eyes to so much that's been transformational for me. Um, and and then meeting Krista, who is now one of my besties. Yes. And we're writing this amazing, <laughs> incredible book together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's transformational. So there's so much um, and more, so much more, so many connections. Um, I used to work a lot with the, the different contributors um, helping them with different aspects of their their work. And um, so the connections there, it's really about creating those connections. You and guys did a road trip to go uh, cover did. a cover story. Yeah, Krista and I went out to Utah, um, took some photos, did some interviews with Brad and Casey Wallace, um, who Channel. channeled Julius um, at Wind Chime Farm in Utah. That was huge and amazing. Conscious Life Expo. You saw UFOs yes. up there too, right? Oh, my gosh. oh yes, we saw a lot of UFOs. <laughs> there was... There were portals. I had a, a whole airport. I of snuggled UFOs. a ghost uh, one night. She blew in my ear. It was yeah. lovely. She um, messed. <laughs> We've had some fun. She messed with my trash. It was a whole thing. Yeah. All right, <laughs> you guys. Unfortunately or fortunately, we are to that place. The last question of the evening. Now, to, an opportunity for anything that you want to share. Any parting words of wisdom. Anything you feel like we may have missed. Um, shameless promotion plugs or my favorite, the combo platter. Ladies, which one of the two of you would like to begin? All right. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to invite anyone who is interested to go to my website, ginakegel.com, uh, K-E-G-E-L, L keg of beer, Gina, that's me, ginakegel.com. Um, you'll have access to my uh, column with the Los Angeles Tribune called The Journey-Centered Life. You'll also have access to my best-selling children's picture book. It's the one that makes me on. It uses the power of suggestion with a beautiful full-color uh, children's book to make children yawn and get sleepy and go to bed. It's a good Magic. one. Magic. Thank you. I could use it sometimes. And it will feel free. <laughs> There's no age limit. And uh, then also you can go to my website for energy healing and uh, learn more about how I work and what it looks like to work with me as well. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I just want to impart that to be your own Magdala, to be your own watchtower, to stand in your own sovereignty and know what sovereignty looks like for you and hold that empowerment because it's lacking a lot in this world. So sovereignty, empowerment, you have it, you own it, you got this. Whatever it is that you want to go towards, you got this. And uh, you can find me at KristaMarieMiller.com. Krista is spelled uniquely. It's C-R-I-S-T-A, MarieMiller.com. On, on there, you can find how to work with me one-on-one um, or how to have a reading or a channeling session with me and all my new fun traveling adventures that will be posted soon. And I want to affirm something that you just said because I've also had the privilege of seeing you at different points over the years. You really did learn you got this. And that's huge. You came through a place of not knowing whether you could trust, believe in who you are as an individual, as a soul, as a divine being. And I look at you here and now, and you're just radiating. Thank you. My pleasure, my honor, my privilege. I agree. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Scott, you up. I, I want to say basically the same thing Chris said, but in my own way, but it's, it's like you can do it. You can do anything, but even understand this whole thing is just a game. 
or I, I want to say I want to use different words to like shake things up. It's a joke. You could look at it that way. It is a cosmic joke, and you could either be in on it. There you go. Or it could be on you. Absolutely. Once you figure out to be in on it and take control, take the reins, then whatever you focus on expands. Then you're going to be on a, a real journey, an inner journey. At Greg least Friedman. once a show, you get there. <laughs> <laughs> and and just do that for yourself. It's, it's self-love, self-care. Just know that you are worth it. And if no one else is telling you that, find people who are. Just know, I, I, I don't know. That, that, see, I was listening to what they went through, and I, I learned some new things from them today, believe it or not, about what they went through growing up and with their maladies. And for me, I'm like, what did I have? And I'm like, you know what? I had laziness. I had, mm, I don't care, because I just, in some ways, I wasn't listened to when I wanted to express things. I think I confused parents and others and because I, I, was, I was a seeker. And now I'm a finder. I'm going to stop there for one second because you said something incredibly vital. Mm. And I want to reframe it and, and kick it back. And if you think I heard you totally off base, just call me out. One of the things I heard you say was find your tribe. And I also heard you say your tribe are going to be those people that hear you, that see you, that recognize and appreciate you. I love it. Um, I wouldn't get attached to tribe too much. Um, I wouldn't get attached to anything too much except yourself. Well, tribe changes as yes. you change. As we I evolve. I mean, look at this tribe is going to change, yes. is changing mm -hmm. as we speak. Because the truth is this crew for Radiance Magazine and everybody that's not here was a tribe for a while. Absolutely. And now there's going to be an evolution with it. It doesn't make it lesser for it transforming. It True. doesn't make it greater either. It just makes it what is. And you can already see how amazing these transplants will be mm. when they are doing their own thing away from radiance. I mean, they already have been. And I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> and you. I'm proud of me, too. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, I don't mind saying that because I own no, it, No, you couldn't say that years ago. I know I couldn't. And I'm proud of me. And I love me. And... I'm awesome. <laughs> you got this, Scott. I got, got this. <laughs> the magazine is? Radiance Magazine. can be found at RadianceMM.com. And RadianceMM.com is going to continue to be available. Is that correct? Online, just not in print. Correct. Great. And ladies, gentlemen, anything else you want to say? I just want to express my gratitude to Scott. Because it really has been hugely transformational. Life-changing. Life-changing for us, for the readers, people that you will never hear from. It really has been foundational and transformational. And I want to say thank you. Phenomenal and awesome. And so I ditto with that is thank you for allowing us to be a part of this. So thank you. Thank you for your contributions, too. Thank you for saying that. And... It has been great. And our, our Zoom meetings have been awesome. And I don't know what we're going to do without them. We can keep having them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and ladies, gentlemen, thank you very much for not only sharing with me, but sharing with our listeners. It takes a level of courage to be vulnerable. And each and every one of you revealed and showed yourself with simplicity and grace and elegance 
and for that, I am incredibly, incredibly grateful. Thank, thank, you, thank, you. For, thank you for seeing us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys, you know the gig. If you have questions and you didn't feel comfortable asking them on air, feel free to email us at inner journey greg friedman and there's a ton of people behind the scenes that do a lot of work sarita does a ton of work there are so many others and without them this show is impossible and i say this every single week most of all i'm grateful to you the listening audience this show does not exist without your participation for that and so, so much more. Thank you. You've been listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Good night. <laughs>